You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about this and that. Do you know what time it is? It's time. That's right. Time for another edition of This and That with David and Brenda. We are your favorite podcast hosts. And in case you are not familiar with our voices, you are listening to Brenda, otherwise known as Miss Brenbren. And this is David, a.k.a. Dr. David, a.k.a. The Professor. And we are coming to you from Podcast Land Studio with another edition of our eclectic podcast where we talk about everything that's anything. Absolutely. Specifically, this is episode 46 here on April 12, 2020, Easter Sunday, also known as Resurrection Sunday. So like David said, this is our 46th edition of our podcast, and just like all the others, we want to say thank you to all of you who are listening to us. That's correct. Our loyal listeners, also known as This and That Nation, we definitely want to salute you. Thank you for all of your loyal listening that's been going on since day one. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Yes, indeed. Welcome. So let's do a round of shout outs to uh, everyone who's listening to us here in the United States, as well as internationally. Starting out here in the United States, a shout out to those listening from Athens, Georgia, Muskegon, Michigan, Greensboro, North Carolina, and San Jose, California. And when we go international, shout out to those listening in Kuwait City, Kuwait. Koyakan, Mexico. Geneva, Switzerland. And Merelbeck, Belgium. And of course, we have to give a shout out to the men, women, and canines in the U.S. military for their service. So shout out to them, their families, and the civilian supporters that are located with them because we want to thank them for all that they are doing. We also want to give a shout out and big thank you to all first responders, police, fire, 911, and so on, for all that they do here on the home front. And of course, we want to send a special shout out to all the frontline healthcare workers who are literally putting their lives at risk in this age of um, the coronavirus, COVID-19. And also we want to give a big salute and shout out to the other unsung heroes out there that are keeping things going, all the essential service workers. So food delivery, warehouse workers, truck drivers, pharmacists, on and on and on. But we definitely want to thank you all and um, make sure that you know that you are appreciated by myself and Miss Bren Bren and all the listeners of This and That. Yes, 
thank you all for your service and your efforts to keep our country and the world moving forward. Now, as we know, because so many of us are under orders to um, basically stay at home, you got some free time on your hands. So why don't you take the time out, not just listen to this episode of our podcast, but maybe go back and listen to some others that you may have missed or want to hear again. So David, where can folks listen to our free podcast? They can find our podcast uh, wherever they listen to podcasts, as I like to say. We're available almost everywhere. That includes all the major podcasts uh, and streaming service locations, including our home base of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and on and on and on. We're also available on all Alexa-powered voice-assisted devices. Our podcast is available on demand, so you listen to it anytime, anywhere you decide. Share, subscribe, like, spread the wealth as um, that saying used to be. Now, David, why don't you tell folks what our email address is in case they want to pass on a comment to us, um, a suggestion about something they want us to look into. How would they get in contact with us? Well, they can send email to the show's email address, which is thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N as in Nancy, that, all nine characters together, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. We also have an email distribution list we like to call our eblast, and you can sign up for that by sending uh, email requests to the aforementioned email address, this and that, at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. And once you're added to it, you will get uh, updates of what we're doing, what's in upcoming podcasts, thoughts of the day, little tidbits, and so forth. Before we uh, get into what we're going to cover in this edition number 46 of our podcast, um, there's a lot of talk about things going on with COVID-19, the coronavirus, as people call it. And um, there are some things that are kind of getting missed in the shuffle. So um, what's the one thought you should know item we need to remind people about. Well, the big thought you should know item for this week is complete your 2020 census if you're in the United States. Now, what's the census all about? Well, the census is, like all census, they count folks that are within the bounds of the country. And with respect to the United States, that census count helps determine what resources from the federal level are spread out to states, localities, and so forth. So it's important to be counted. It's always uh, important to be counted. And the 2020 census, as uh, Brenda said, is one of those things that might be getting lost in the whole stay-at-home COVID-19 pandemic shuffle, so to speak. There are three ways folks can fill out the census. You should have received something if um, you're um, a homeowner, resident, etc., through the mail that has a whole bunch of instructions. But 
Essentially, you can go to 2020census.gov. That's 2020census, C-E-N-S-U-S dot gov. Go to that website. You can fill out the census online, or it'll also tell you how you can do it over the phone or via mail, in case you didn't get one of those mailers. And also, if you didn't get a mailer that has all the special code, if you've got a P.O. box or things like that, and you didn't get one because of that, you're in some you know major rural area, doesn't matter. Go to 2020census.gov. It's laid out online what you need to do to fill it out and be counted. And the census is based on your living conditions as of April 1st, 2020, which I think is one of the confusing facts because that was quote-unquote census day. And I think people are like, well, I didn't fill it out then. I kind of missed it. But no, that's just called that because when you fill out the census, it's based on who was living in your household and other conditions as, as of that day, April 1st, 2020. So you still have time to fill it out before someone comes knocking on your door. Yes, whenever that's going to be, because all the dates have, have changed. That's on the website as well. I'm not even going to get into that because they've changed, I know, at least three times since I've, I've been looking a little bit before April and through April where we are right now. So don't let your community get left out. Make sure you are getting yourself counted and you fill out your census form. Okay, David, everybody's talking about COVID-19. And guess what? We've been talking about it too. That's true. And guess what? We're going to talk about it again. Yes, that's true too. So what are we going to cover in this edition of This and That with David and Brenda? This edition, episode 46, we're going to give an update on... Da, 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 COVID-19. Fancy Woo! that. So we'll be going going through um, what's what's the latest uh, numbers. We always have to go through the numbers if people have been um, listeners to the show recently with COVID-19. We'll talk about that. We also have been naming states um, that in our estimation and the estimation of public health um, experts aren't really pulling their weight, so to speak, in this country. So we'll get into that as well. And this episode, we'll also talk some definitions because folks are probably hearing tons of terms that are they're thrown out there and then um, they start using those terms and politicians start using those terms. And you know me, Brenda, I hate it when people start using terminology, technical terms. It just becomes jargon because you can tell given the context of their sentences, they have no clue what they're talking about. Yeah, trust me, folks, he does not like that. So we're going to do some, some definitions and level set all of this in that nation so that when they hear people bring up these terms in context and hear the experts, they understand where the experts are coming from, and then when they hear the, the you know wannabes and others or folks who are just throwing the term out there, they can tell that they don't know what they're talking about necessarily. All right. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, we, we mentioned in episode 45 that we were going to do this, this fact, fact or fiction with respect to COVID-19 uh, because there's just so much untruth and misinformation out there, and we're going to continue that. And, um, well, we'll let it be a surprise, or you want me to go and give them a... a peek into what that fact or fiction is going to be this week? Um, well, we're going to address the question of um, 
can black folks get COVID-19? Right. And we'll leave it at that. Yes. Deep burning question. Okay. And that's the show. All right. So we've gotten lots of feedback on our last show that people appreciated the straight talk that we have given about COVID-19. And we're going to keep it going. So let's get going. You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. All right, This and That Nation. Yet another COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus, update. This time around, we're going to give the numbers. And um, not going to do top 10 because it's kind of um, unnecessary, in my opinion. Because once again... The U.S. is on a league of its own. We're number one. Ooh, we're um, number one. You don't want to be number we're one, We're number one. <laughs> unfortunately, it's not a laughing matter. But, um, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to laugh or you're going to cry. But we're, we're unfortunately, well, actually, number we're one. We're actually going to do both. Yeah, a little bit of both. Because um, there are, let's, let's just start globally and then get into this. And then you'll see why we're, not, we're just going to focus on the U.S. this time around and not the other nations. So, um, as of um, th- this afternoon on uh, Easter Sunday, there are about 1.8 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 ID, uh, COVID ID, COVID in the world. So, the specific number, and, and I pull numbers based off of the the John Hopkins um, dashboard, in case people want to go fact check, but the numbers change all the time. It was 1,827,284. And this was based on confirmed cases in 185 countries, and that's 185 countries out of the 197 countries uh, that are recognized by the United Nations. So I did quick math on that, like I usually do, and that comes out to 94% of all countries on the globe have confirmed cases of COVID-19. And we know that some of the ones that aren't reporting are, let's just say it, they're lying. (laughs) Well, they may not be reporting or they might be under-reporting. Well... These numbers are likely higher. At at this date, if you're saying your country does not have COVID-19, you are lying. I'm just going to put it out there. Hey, it's, it's Easter Sunday, so I agree. Anyway, that's, that's where we're at right now. And out of all these countries, the United States is the number one country in the world with the most confirmed cases. And unfortunately, as of um, a few days ago, the most confirmed deaths, unfortunately, as well. And when you say that, you are talking globally. Globally, yes. Yeah. And um, So for those out there that think... This is a hoax. I hope you've gotten that out your um, head. This is not a hoax. Yes. And on the, um, the, the, I look at lots of different charts. And all the charts keep extending their y-axes because the U- U.S. keeps blowing through. So it went through half a million confirmed cases just the other day. Now it's at 546,874. Basically, the United States is still doubling, um, it, it seems, every... Um, Four to five days or so, it seems to keep on doubling. And when you graph this stuff out with a rolling average, and I'll probably 
get into this in the tech edition, but not here. But when you look at this stuff and put it on a, a logarithmic scale so you can see the exponential growth compared to other countries, the U.S., they, they like to say here, oh, we're on the path of Italy, whatever. No, yeah, we're not. We're, we were on our own path when people were saying that, as I, I mentioned I last time. I think we've well blown past And that. we're well, well past that, and there seems to be no bend in sight. People keep saying, oh, the U.S. hit its peak. I don't know how they can say that because there is no national lockdown. Everybody's at a different state anyway. Um, but I don't want to focus that too much on that because that's a whole other subject that we'll have to address in well, another podcast Well, they're literally episode. at a different state because they're in a different state. Exactly. Each state is each state's different. And in some weird cases, again... Um, within states, there are different things going on. Right. And um, it's they're just going up and up and up. And New York City is the number one um, city in the world as far as um, cases as well as also death. And the number of cases and the number of deaths when you look at where other cities were, like the Lombardy region of Italy, which was out of control for a long time, we're blowing through those faster than than they did, which is not a good sign. So I, I don't know what to tell you folks. Again, we like to give give it to you straight. Um, people... Well, I know what to tell folks. What's that? A lot of what we're going through is because states are not being managed properly to have them on a lockdown, stay-at-home, or... Um, shelter-in-place type of order. Yes, but even in the states that are, and, and again, I look at data from a lot of different places that are out there, and it's kind of like you got to be in, an intel in the intelligence service in a way, where in the old Cold War days, they weren't getting real data out of the Soviet Union or like, so they would look at these alternate sources to try and figure things out. And if you look at like flight tracker data of what, you know, planes, commercial planes, not the cargo planes, but the commercial planes, and you look at other parts of the world, you know, barely flights. Europe has some flights, but they're mainly ghost flights. Um, they're essentially empty, empty planes because of the way the European Union has gate rules. If you don't keep up and have flights go at your gate in the EU, you'll lose that, and then you got to re-up and, and uh, go through the whole certification process. So literally, you have all these folks in Europe that are sending planes around that are empty just to keep their gate rights, and they petition Brussels, which is where the EU seat is, to change that, but the EU, being the EU, they're like, no. Oh, that's such a waste <laughs> They'll probably of... address the issue after all this is done. It's, a, it's a waste, a waste of, of jet time, fuel, time, waste of money. Fuel, yeah, it's ridiculous. Waste of money. But in the U.S., where they're, you know, they're not ghost flights, there may be one or two people on flights and the like, but there are tons of flights in the air. Not like it used to be. If you looked at Flight Tracker pre-COVID, it, it was just cluttered in the U.S. Now you can make out the individual planes, but it's way too much stuff going on. Same with CCTV traffic data. You can see the two cities that are out of control the most, um, New York City and London. Lots of cars running around. And in the U.S. in general, lots of cars running around compared to other countries. But you have other places where there are lockdowns like California and the like. Not so much traffic. Um, Ohio, where, where we are, not so much traffic. Is on the roads, but there are other other spots where there's tons of traffic, and, we're, and it's not trucks. I mean, we're talking cars and other type of things. Yes, they're commercial vehicles, but a lot of non-commercial vehicles, and what's that about? 
Right now, there are 42 states in the United States um, that are under some sort of stay-at-home policies, um, you know, quote-unquote lockdown policies, except for these states. And here they go. Arkansas, Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Utah, Wyoming. Now, I will say that... Um, in Oklahoma, Utah, and Wyoming, there are some cities that are doing some things. In Oklahoma, you have Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Norman, Stillwater, Edmond, so kind of like the main population centers. They are doing some restrictions, but the state itself is not. In Utah, Salt Lake City and Park City are doing restrictions. The state is not. And in Wyoming, uh, Jackson, Wyoming is, but nowhere else is. And Jackson is probably the only major city in in Wyoming. People in Wyoming may hate me for that, but, you know, in my context, uh, that's the only kind of major city in Wyoming. Um, and that's it. And well, these folks running around is, are causing issues. They're causing issues, and I don't know what their governors are waiting on to put a uh, uh, put orders in place to keep people at home. Well, the governor of Arkansas was all over television today touting why. He's like, we're not doing, we're not shutting down the economy, but they're telling people to wear a mask outside and social distance and some other things like that. And he's like, it's working. Um, the mayor of Little Rock would um, and, and does dispute this. And just looking at the evidence, a uh, little over a month ago, Arkansas had one case now they have um, just under 1,200 cases. I don't consider that working. No, that... And they're not really testing that much. Unless they, they have a different way of doing math in that state, I would not consider that right. lowering the number. Right. And they're not really testing. Um, the, their thing is they don't have... They have a few places that have population density, but it's not like massive population density. Obviously, you got Little Rock which is like the, the one kind of, and it's the capital and the one kind of major city, Bentonville. Bentonville has, you know, Walmart headquartered there and other stuff, but it's not, you know, a major city. Bentonville, I would compare to like, a, although it's smaller than how Greensboro is now, I would compare Bentonville to where Greensboro was maybe 30 years ago, Greensboro, North Carolina, something like that. So, um, they need to do something, otherwise they may wake up one day and the stuff's out of control. Well, how, how are we doing here in Ohio? It is what it is. Um, Ohio is still hanging at number 17. Um, loyal listeners know that Ohio's been, they, they were like 15 and 16, and we've been 17 now two weeks in a row. So, and, and holding there, and other states are, are, you know, passing and coming and going, that type of thing. So the, we were one of the first states to shut down the schools and slowly, slowly, slowly go into kind of uh, hunker down, lockdown mode. And that, that appears to be working. And right now our hunker down, lockdown mode goes until May 1st. Right. And we'll but likely the go The governor's pretty that. much hinted that it's going to go beyond that. Because you just look at the models they're looking at. I mean, it's just kind of common sense and the hints that they throw out in his daily press conference. So I guess I'm going to be doing a lot more um, book reading, watching television shows, and that kind of stuff to keep myself occupied. 
pretty much, yes. For a little bit, uh, well, more than a little bit while longer. <laughs> more than likely. So if anybody out there that's listening to us has any suggestions about what one should do while they are in lockdown, stay-at-home, shelter-in-place mode, tell us what you're doing or what you might suggest that we or others do, and we just might share that on a future podcast. Let us know. You can um, drop a comment in one of the comment sections where you're listening to this podcast, or email us at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Listen to This and That on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other major podcast apps and services. Coronavirus is something that you don't want to have to deal with. But the other thing you don't want to deal with is not knowing what people are trying to tell you. And that's why we're going to get into definitions that you're probably going to hear or read or whatever. We just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Absolutely. Let's just start with some basic definitions uh, that you're going to... You've, you've already heard these, and just to make sure everybody's clear on what's what. All right. I keep hearing people say, flatten the curve, bend the curve. What are they talking about? We got into this in episode 44. What they're talking about are these models that were made up by the Bush administration when we had, this century we've had a bunch of different um, outbreaks, essentially. Um, You've had uh, various pandemics. SARS, MERS, swine flu, bird flu. Thankfully, Ebola did not get to that stage, uh, and and so on. And now we're at COVID-19. So back during, after SARS and before MERS, and both SARS and MERS, for those who are new to our podcast and like, those are or were, because they're not in the world anymore, coronaviruses. And in between then, you had a swine flu outbreak. Now, after the swine flu outbreak, the, 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 the Bush 43, George W. Bush administration, they brought together a bunch of scientists, epidemiologists, and others to try and model out, you know, because they're like, okay, we've had two of these. We, we need to plan out and be ready for another one. It's kind of like, um, you know, earthquakes. We know that, for example, San Francisco, they always say it's, it's overdue, the big one. Because uh, it's been a long time since they had an earthquake like they had uh, a little over 100 years ago. And it's like these pandemics, people have been saying we were due one because there hadn't been a global pandemic, uh, especially one that killed a lot of uh, people since the 1918 flu, so-called Spanish flu. So they, they created these models of these curves. And um, one, it's it's a graph, and people may have seen it at press conferences or you know newspapers. There's like a, a a graph, and it shows a curve on the left side that looks like a huge mountain. It goes you know very steep, goes way up, then you know comes eventually comes down, and then on the right side you have something that looks more like a a hilltop or a ridgeway goes up little bit more of a gentle slope and then goes along along goes up a little bit higher on, on on that peak and then eventually goes down and 
folks, when they say flatten the curve or bend the curve, they're trying to flatten or bend the one on the left to look like the one on the right. Because along that, that um, axis, y-axis going up, is your hospital capacity. And if, if you don't bend the curve, you overrun your hospital capacity. And what happens then, of course, is that all these sick people show up and they can't handle it. They don't have the personal protective equipment. That's the definition. PPE is personal protective equipment. So masks and gowns, you know, things that look like spacesuits, etc. So that the hospital workers don't get contaminated, don't get infected. And, of course, they, they don't have enough of that. So then the hospital workers start getting sick and infected. And then who takes care of folks. They have to then triage and a lot of people die who otherwise wouldn't have died if your healthcare system was working properly. So that's what they mean by flatten the curve or bend the curve. You don't want to end up for today's discussion like Italy. China, the healthcare system in Wuhan did collapse and that's when they put all, you know, almost like a billion um, people across the, the country under house arrest for the most part. Definitely in Wuhan they, they put um, close to 100 million people on, on lockdown in, in that province and the like. They were literally under house arrest. Around the country, it was a bigger lockdown than anything we're doing in the U.S., and they seem to have gotten things under control. Their numbers are still going up, but they're, they're saying that their numbers are all from imported cases, people who have traveled abroad and come back. It's not from um, um, essentially community spread. And community spread means human-to-human -human transfer within the community, not from some other source. It's like um, originally we had cases because people had been to China or they'd been on these cruise ships and things like that. Now it's human-to-human -human transfer, community spread. They don't seem to be having community spread in China. Well, the jury is still out whether or not China has really truly reduced their numbers uh, because a lot of folks are still questioning if they are truly sharing all of what's going on in that country. But like I said, jury's still out. One way of flattening the curve or bending the curve is through this concept of social distancing, right? That's correct. And that's the only proven way. There, there are some other theoretical ways that we may, we'll, we'll touch on one of those other theoretical ways, but this is the, the proven method, and that's social distancing. In, in the perfect textbook world, if you see an outbreak or, or think there's an outbreak, that's where you use testing. You find out what, what, the, what the infection is, and then you start testing for it on, on a kind of diagnostic basis to find out where there might be outbreaks, who is sick, who's not, and separate them out so that it doesn't spread around. China didn't, wasn't able to do that. The only country that really has been able to do that um, is um, Singapore. South Korea didn't quite make it that way. They did a lot of social distancing and they used a lot of testing and everybody was, their, their numbers never went that high, but um, their numbers are starting to go up. So they bent the curve, but they haven't contained the virus. Um, Singapore looks like they may have contained it somewhat, 
or, or they really, really flattened it out. We don't know yet. It's really still early days. So that's the number one way. Social distancing is the other, other way. If you are aware of the virus, it's so widespread. Testing doesn't really help you to contain you get into what they call mitigation, and that's what we're doing now with, with social distancing and radical social distancing at that. Um, but you want to keep people apart so you don't, in a communicable disease, so that it doesn't get spread. So that's where people were saying stay six feet apart from people, and you see on TV lots of commentators or these news conferences, people are apart, they don't have the press in the same room, or they only have one or two people. That's so that it reduces the spread. Again, all these things don't get you to zero, uh, but they reduce the risk. And um, so that's what flattens the curve. And just sorry, Brenda, one other thing. When, when we say flatten the curve, that doesn't mean less people get infected. It's just they get infected over a longer period of time so that you're, it's pretty much going to be the same amount of people. But your healthcare system can then handle them because you don't have this massive, as, as Governor Cuomo of New York says, a tsunami that's then going to crash down on your healthcare system and destroy it. What is meant by shelter in place? Right, shelter in place and stay at home. Shelter in place is a term that's, you know, from the old Cold War days, if you're old enough, or hurricanes. It essentially means literally stay in your house. We, the government, will tell you when you can leave your house, but you need to stay in your house because it is completely, absolutely unsafe to go outside. Do not leave for any reason, period. Do and not go past go. Exactly. Don't leave your home at all under any circumstance. No exceptions. That's what shelter in place means, and that's why there's been confusion in a lot of places around people who think that these, these orders mean I can't leave at all. And then people say, no, you can leave, and then they went too far. So stay at home is the better term. It means stay at home unless you have um, an essential task or job to do. You're, you are a healthcare worker, so they need you. You're a transportation worker, um, pharmacy, grocery store, whatever. You, or you're helping su supply or back end something that's critical. So you're a, a plant that, is, that makes some critical component. Let's, I'm just making this up. You make, you, you're making stems that are used for the swabs for the test. So that's what your plant does. Then they need you as a worker to go there and use a plant can be open. You know, barbershops, beauty salons, et cetera, et cetera. No, they can't be open. Daycare centers, they're trying, they, they know that healthcare workers and other folks, police, fire, et cetera, they need to have their childcare, you know, somewhere. So they're doing certain things with them in that very state to state, but they're not open the way they used to be open. But that, that, and if your state's not there yet, they will be. So here in Ohio, the entire state is under a stay at home. As a, pretty much Ohio's been slow, our governor's been slowly acclimating people, I will say, and businesses and shutting things down to get to this point. And, and so we're here now. Now, whether you're under a shelter-in-place or a stay-at-home, that does have an impact on the economy, does it not? Yeah, the economy's shutting down, and um, that can't be helped. And I, I know there are a lot of business folks and politicians and, and workers who rightfully are concerned about that. It, it can't be helped, because otherwise, if, if you 
act as business as usual, or if you do it halfway, like the, the um, Italy tried to do in some other places, you will see your healthcare system crushed. And not only will people pass away from COVID-19 who otherwise wouldn't, you'll have other people because, oh, let's say you're, you, you, you or somebody you know, um, all of a sudden there's a burst appendix and you're in an area where the healthcare system, the work, there are tons of workers that, that are sick because they've been combating this, there are no hospital beds and they don't have time for you. Um, your appendix bursts. Um, you're going to pass away. It's just that simple. They can't get to you because there's no operating room, no operating room capacity, and so on. You will die. And that's what you don't want to get to. Uh, somebody has a stroke. Uh, there are lots of things you can do, and you have to do them quickly with the stroke to, to make sure that that person doesn't die. You may die, or you may end up in you know dire dire straits that you wouldn't be post stroke if you survive, you know you might have been fine and you go through you know therapy intense or otherwise and after a while you're 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 back to where you were or pretty close back to where you were. In these situations, again, you may die or you may be um, somebody who can't use the left side of your body as an example. These are things you want to avoid. And, and that's, that's the, why the economy has to shut down. Now, if government needs to do some things at the federal level, they just need to make it rain. As like Brendan hears me say all the time, they need to just make it rain and cut checks. And this is what the UK is going to do. They're going to cut checks and cut checks and cut checks, and they're not worried about the money. In the U.S., the way, and we may talk about this in the podcast one day, the U.S. can literally print money. Dick Cheney said about 20 years ago almost that... Um, Deficit didn't matter. And what he meant by that is because the U.S. is the reserve currency of the world, we can pretty much create money out of thin air, and that's that. And the rest of the world pretty much has to suck it up. There are some side effects to it, may cause some recessions and other stuff, but we can create money pretty much out of thin air. I could explain this more in depth because that's an oversimplification, but people need to stop worrying about this. They need to just make it rain. People start getting checks, not these one-time kind of checks. They need to start getting checks on um, at least a monthly basis so that they know they, and can feel whole, not worry about, I, I've got to live off of you know one-fourth of what I had before because you're living paycheck to paycheck. That's what most Americans are at. They live paycheck to paycheck. Just need to make a ring. And uh, as, individuals, and they need to make sure businesses don't as, go as, under as, as well. They as need as to both. Side, um, when you say make it rain, that kind of brings to mind the um, the male stripper movie where they were making it rain. Oh, Magic Dalton. Mike? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. I've never seen the movie, folks, okay? And I do not go to strip clubs, okay? But could be, possibly be a movie you might want to watch during the... Um, all this COVID-19 stuff if you're at a shelter-in-place or stay-at-home. Now, how can you recommend a movie you've never seen? Because she said make it rain. And it was like all these dollar bills that you would see in the um, in the promos for the movie. So I just thought it would be a good segue. Anyway. Um, <laughs> There's so many ways things I could go with that. 
I mean, Magic Mike was like is ancient in movie time. I mean, Hustlers with you know I, Jennifer Lopez I and, and the whole bunch of other folks. I know, but that is a more contemporary when movie. When I hear "Make It Rain," I and think Magic were, Mike. Uh, okay, fine. We'll just okay, fine. <laughs> Moving on. Here's what people are saying about this and that with David and Brenda. In edition 45 of our This and That with David and Brenda, we started the fact or fiction segment related to COVID-19 and the feedback that we've gotten from listeners in This and That Nation was, keep it going, give us more fact or fictions. We are more than happy to oblige and we have our second Fact of fiction that we want to talk about. You may have heard a lot in social media about black folks and can they get COVID-19. Let's address that. Can they? Of course. It is complete fiction and I would say nonsense that African Americans or black people anywhere cannot get COVID-19, cannot contract the coronavirus. That is complete fiction. COVID-19 does not care about your race, national origin, really your age, your nationality, your nationality, your hair color, skin color. It does not care about that. It, it's, it's a virus. It's not even alive. That's another topic Maybe we'll talk about in the tech edition. It just wants to infect you and replicate. Period. So, in other words, COVID-19 likes to hang out with people. Absolutely. And unfortunately, with respect to African Americans, and a lot of us saw this coming, it is really, number one, it's a, it's a myth that can't get it. But number two, if you do get infected, um, more than likely, you're going to see really bad outcomes. And, and why is that? Well, we'll get into the reasons why in a minute. Well, I like we both like to put in facts. This is fact or fiction. So let's just not throw out a, a bunch of, of 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 words here. Let's get some facts, some hard numbers. And the numbers I'm going to talk about these are hard to get because most states, municipalities are not talking about um, uh, race, national origin of people who are contracting COVID-19, let alone dying from it. So I do have numbers that were compiled by um, uh, it's a lot of different places, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, etc. And a lot of intrepid reporters that have scoured and uh, essentially gotten this data from their state and or local municipalities. So, we're going to basically talk about the black percent of the population, what that number is, and then the black percent of COVID-19 deaths within that population area. And we're going to go from the worst place, meaning the most deaths and the like, to the best place. I don't have every state, every municipality. Not all the data is, that could be gathered is being gathered because there's some 
municipalities and the like that, again, don't break out these numbers. So in some states, it's, it, it, it's probably worse. Listen to that, listeners, do not fast forward. You really need to hear this. So let's start in Chicago. Chicago, black folks make up 30% of the population of the city of Chicago. They make up 70% of all COVID-19 deaths in the city of Chicago. That's a problem. Yes, that is more than double. More than double. That is 40% higher than the actual population of black folks. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Black folks, 26% of Milwaukee's population. 66% of the COVID-19 deaths. And oh, by the way, when I say COVID-19 deaths, again, this is based on confirmed cases. And if you haven't been listening to um, this and that with David and Brenda, especially the last few episodes about COVID-19, let me break down what that means. Confirmed cases means that you were fortunate or actually unfortunate enough to be tested for COVID-19 and it came out positive. I say unfortunate because in the U.S. testing is so screwed up, you have to literally be in a bad shape and or pretty much almost dying to get tested. I mean, that's just a fact. Anyone who tells you otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. This is from not just anecdotal data, Look at the criteria on the ground as to who gets tested. So there are people who are dying of COVID-19 that aren't in these numbers. They are getting designated as, oh, they died of pneumonia. Oh, they died of cardiac cardiac arrest or some sort of other heart ailment and on and on and on. But the doctors will tell you they they think they probably had COVID. And in some cases, they may have tested them, but it came out negative. And we'll talk about testing in another episode because, again, this is completely misunderstood and it's a mess here in the United States. Let's say you tested for COVID-19. It comes back negative. That does not mean that you do, that you do not have COVID-19. And hopefully the doctors will tell you that. But we're going to explain this to you in case you're in this unfortunate circumstance and you're thinking you're in the all clear because it's not that straightforward. All right, a little bit of a side alley trip, but I think that was important to put everything in context. Um, And again, we'll talk about testing in a whole other episode. We don't have time to get into the whys and wherefores of all that right now. All right, Louisiana. And um, most of this is is New Orleans and Baton Rouge, but it's the state, reported as the state. 32% of the state population is black. 70% of the COVID-19 deaths are black. So 70% of those deaths are black people. That is way, way, way out of whack. Michigan, 14% black population in the state. 52% of the deaths are African-Americans. So, and I know some people are just focusing on Detroit. This is the whole state because it, it is not just Detroit. Detroit's in um, leading the state there, but you look at Grand Rapids, Flint, etc. It's Michigan has a lot of issues. Mississippi, 38% of the population is black. 71% of all COVID-19 deaths are black folks. Illinois, 
So again, we already talked Chicago, but here's the whole state numbers. So you might be thinking, oh, well, Chicago, okay, whatever. But if you look at the state of Illinois, 14% of the population is black, African-American. 46% of all deaths from COVID-19 are black folks. Alabama, 27% African-American population, black population. Black percent of COVID-19 deaths, 54%. It's double the black population. The black population in Alabama is 27%, but they make up 54% of the deaths. That is double their representation in the state. South Carolina, almost as bad, 27%, 53% of the deaths. District of Columbia, when we were growing up, called Chocolate City. It's changed somewhat. 46% of the population black, used to be much, much higher, back when I was a kid anyway. 46% black population, District of Columbia, 62% of COVID-19 deaths, African Americans. We're almost done. North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, 22% black population, 38% of black folks are making up their COVID-19 deaths. New York City, where they first noticed this and the news made a big deal about it, it's actually compared to everything I talked to before, not that bad. 22% of the population of, of um, New York City is African American. They make up 28% of the deaths. That's 6% over. But they were concerned. That's what's, this is what started it, because, you know, television, you see, see disproportionate faces. And then, you know, quickly moved to Chicago, which is number one on this list. Florida, 16% of the population is African American. They're making up 20% of the deaths. California, 6% of the state of California is African American. They're making up 8% of the deaths. And the last stat I have will end on a good note. Minnesota, also 6% of their population, just like California, is African American. Only 2% of all their COVID-19 deaths are black folks. So actually Minnesota is above water, meaning you don't have more black folks who are in the state making up a pop the population of COVID-19 deaths. But of all the places reporting, that's the only place that is true. That well, is sad. That's disgusting. And now you have a bigger context because television and radio, they kind of short circuit this. And if you're like, well, you know, some folks were like, why, why? Which I can't understand anybody over the age of 50 going, oh, why is this this way? I mean, come on, really? But if you're under the age of 50, now you can see why there's a big hue and cry about this. This is the actual data. Not anecdotal, this is data, and it's underreported. There's more data to be had. That's why a lot of um, the Urban League, NAACP, a whole long list of folks, civil rights leaders, um, Reverend Jesse Jackson and his organization, Al Sharpton and Nan, they all are like, you got to get this data in, you got to test in these under underrepresented um, populations and on and on and on. Now you see why. Why yeah. the hue and cry and is very justified. For those out there who are were thinking that black folks couldn't get COVID-19, hopefully we have set the record straight with you and you now realize, yes, you can get it and you need to be more conscious of your activity and the orders that are being put out that you should follow, including things like 
wash your hands. Yeah, it's a lot of basic stuff. Just, you know, wash your hands, wear, wear a mask, um, wear goggles. I know they're not telling you to wear goggles, but wear goggles. I mean, this is a respiratory ailment. It gets in your mucous membranes. Your eyes have mucous membranes. Protect your eyes. Um, and, and on and on. We, we'll have to talk about this in another episode. But the reasons why African Americans are, are um, being taken out in such huge numbers by COVID-19 shouldn't surprise anyone who uh, is informed. Let's put it this way. Because African Americans have a ton of pre-existing conditions. And the CDC, World Health Organization, and others have said that if you have pre-existing conditions, what they also like to call comorbidities, um, so diabetes, heart disease, on and on and on, um, even before you get to things like um, um, uh, autoimmune diseases and the like, black folks have these in spades, no pun intended. And that just exacerbates the bad outcomes that happen if they end up getting COVID. Um, so pre-existing conditions is a huge, huge part of that. Obesity. Um, in, in, in the South, and specifically in Louisiana, they're like, that's the number one reason it's looking like a lot of those folks um, are, are passing away because of just obesity. And we're not talking necessarily, you know, morbidly obese. Um, because if you're um, obese, not border zone obese, if you've been designated as that, that's putting more, making your heart and lungs work harder and on and on and on. And that causes issues with a respiratory ailment where even people who are, you know, pro athletes, former Navy SEALs, pro former NFL players, you know, are gasping for air and have to go in and get oxygen treatments in, in, in some cases. So if you're, you can see where if you're, um, have, have some of these issues where breathing, heart, oxygen levels are already suboptimal, um, this will take you out. So that's like the number one reason. Another reason is essentially um, stress of being black in, in the United States. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, that's been documented in various studies and we know that stress causes all sorts of bad things to human body, continued continue stress. Stress in small doses as it was intended, um, flooding your body with certain chemicals and the like is, is, is fine, that's a normal process. But being stressed all the time, whether you're, you're being black in the United States or you're in a war zone and amped up 24-7, 365, and you've got those cortisol levels and other stuff amped up on you, that causes all sorts of damage to your internal systems. Um, another thing, and this is all documented by health professionals, you can go fact check this stuff all over, up and down the internet, um, should not be a surprise to folks, but to some it is apparently. Um, the other thing is just lack of healthcare or lack of quality healthcare. And um, black folks, brown folks, poor folks in general are going to fall into this camp where um, in a lot of cases, you, you hear these people talk about, go talk to your primary care physician. A lot of folks don't have a primary care physician. And so, you know, if they get sick and they need to do something, they go to the emergency room and on and on and on, or, or maybe possibly urgent care. So that's a problem. They're using the, the healthcare system as a, 
um, I have an ailment fix me system as opposed to keep me from getting sick and unwell and unhealthy in the first place. So that's that's a problem. And then also, given what we're doing with COVID-19 and shelter in place, a lot of folks, black folks, don't have that option to shelter in place. They have jobs where um, they're essential workers and before all of this shelter in place, they were coming in contact with lots of individuals face to face. And, and again, that's a problem when you're dealing with a respiratory ailment that moves around through, you know, microscopic droplets. And uh, they get into your air pathways and the like just through normal conversation, not even through coughing, sneezing, and so forth. And um, Bureau of Labor Statistics, again, give some facts to this. Uh, this is data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. These, this is the U.S. government agency that, among other things, has the unemployment numbers. They have various numbers. There's not just one unemployment number. But maybe one day we'll get into that, all the, the numbers from U1 to U6. But um, just for my own amusement. <laughs> but you look at things like um, health care support. Uh, African Americans, as a share of black work workers, the 2.3% of all workers in the United States make up health support workers. So these are your health technicians, orderlies, the folks who are, you know, have to clean the floor in the hospitals, move people around, stock, stock shelves, um, check you in. So all the hacking and coughing that happens, there's the people that buying the terminals, checking people in and the like. 2.3% um, of all workers make up that health care support. Uh, African-Americans, 5.4% of all African-American workers. So you can see it's almost, um, um, it's more than double the, the, the amount that most workers have. So again, that's exposure there. Those are essential jobs. You're in the age of COVID. Do they have the same type of uh, PPE, personal protection, et cetera, in these hospital healthcare settings as, say, you know, doctors, nurses, and so on? Maybe, maybe in some cases yes, maybe in some cases no. So that's a problem. Personal care services and the like, so home health aides, um, and so on and so forth. 3.8% of all workers are there. Again, black folks, 5.1%. So again, these are touchy-feely kind of jobs and so forth. In nursing homes, people's homes, and so on and so forth. And I could go down the list. Food preparation and serve, serving. Um, it, again, more black folks versus the general population. 5.6 is the normal general population, 6.5. Um, oddly enough, and this was interesting to me, and I'll just, just throw this out there because it's interesting. If you look at non-executive management jobs, 11.5% uh, of all jobs in the United States, um, of, of, of not of all jobs, 11.5% of the population makeup that share of non-executive management jobs, only 7.2% of black folks are there. So again, underrepresented. So I thought that was interesting. And all these other kind of touchy-feely jobs, transportation, moving materials, logistics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, were overrepresented in their warehousing jobs and, and so forth. But management jobs, underrepresented. Well, like we said before, if you were under the impression that Black folks couldn't get COVID-19? Well, you were wrong, and hopefully we have presented some information that would make you think differently. Now, we're not the only ones 
that want you to um, to know about black folks or anybody for that matter can get COVID-19. So let's wrap up this segment with a word, actually a song from uh, someone that many of you will find familiar, even this tune. Yes, um, recently Dougie Fresh teamed up with some folks to do a PSA to make sure that folks in the black community know that COVID-19 is no joke, can impact them, and what they need to do to stay safe. So let us go ahead and end the segment out with Dougie Fresh and, as Brenda said, a tune that many of you will find very familiar. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Doug E. Fresh coming at you with a message. You got it here. Everybody, keep your face mask on. Don't take it off, because Corona's strong. And wash your hands for 20 seconds long. Six feet keep, six feet keep, six feet social distance is on. On, 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 on. Comments? Send your feedback to this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. We have come to the end of another edition of our podcast. It's time to upload episode 46 to the cloud. Now, how much you want to bet that this will not be our last one? Uh, I don't want to bet at all because that's a, that's a sucker's bet. I, I would lose it. Ah, oh, darn. I thought I was going to get you to um, fall for that, but okay. I guess you have been paying attention. Just somewhat, yes. Okay. So, for uh, those that are listening, please make sure you share this with others that you know, because we may have dropped some knowledge that they just might find useful. Yes, and hopefully you will drop a comment. And also uh, like and subscribe to the podcast going forward. And also sign up for our e-blast at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Don't think this is the last time you're going to hear us talk about this topic or, for that matter, any topic. So until then, all the best. Stay woke. Peace out. Bye, folks. You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes if you have any comments or suggestions about this episode future episodes interested in sponsorship and or advertising please email us at this and that at about greater 
all rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.